Here's the situation, Rush. This is our 100th show. All right. And yeah. and maybe our last one for a while. So. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a maybe. I think it is our last one for a while. Maybe our last one ever. We'll find out about that, you know, eventually. But for now, uh, this is the last show for a while. I'm, I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation. It's a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And as TJ said, it's our 100th episode. Normally, we would come at you with, uh, you know, six to eight finely <laughs> right. curated, right. well thought out, deep, you know, uh, situations right. and pose them to each other. But this, uh, this time we're going with some hot plops. Yeah, I was going to say, in that vein, is this even here's the situation? Or is this, this might be hot plops too? Is it? Is, this is yeah. hot plops part two. Yeah, yeah. The last splash we were thinking of calling it or... You know, uh, we were trying to, I was thinking of some pun on hiatus, uh, you know, and stuff like that. And, but they all, you know, like, just think of this, think of the, like the first couple of puns that come to your mind when you think hiatus and it's just, they're not good. No, unpleasant ones. Unpleasant they're ones. They're not good. <laughs> you can call it top plops or stop plops. <laughs> right? or stop plops. And so the thinking was, and this, the, the, the numbers aren't going to work on this, is that if I came up with 25 and you came up with 25, we'd have 50 total. And then if we answered our own, we'd have 100. We'd have a hundred answers and that would be, you know, for our hundredth show, but I've got some with like three parts and there's others oh, that yeah. I'm just not going to answer. So it, it was, it was all in theory, but in practice, this thing's going to just go to hell. I, if it makes you feel better, I did the exact same thing. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. It does. It does make me feel better. Um, well, you, uh, what you, let's Rochambeau to see who does the first hot plop. Ready? All right. I can't see yours. What's yours? Skizzers? All right, me too. One, two, three. Same. Rocks. All right. One, two, three. You got me. Rocks. All right. All right. You go first or second. Your choice. Uh you you ask first. <laughs> All right. Uh hot pop. Yes. You are limited to three pizza topping combinations for the rest of your life. Okay. What three combinations do you choose? But importantly, you cannot remove toppings. So you can't just load it up with everything and then take a bunch off and be like, oh, I got pepperoni, but I, I did pepperoni and sausage and, and bacon and everything else. So okay. it's the actual combo. What are your what are your three? The three, the, the combo number one, uh, ground beef, mushroom, and onion. Nice, great combo. I like that one. Um, I'm not big on the meat. So ground beef, I'm not going to do sausage and I'm not do pepperoni because I have a tender stomach and I burp, burp, burp like crazy if I have those. So um so my other one's going to be, I love just mushroom and onion. So I'm going to do just straight, just straight that mushroom and onion. And then I'm going to do um, Italian margarita style. I'm just going to do the sauce, the mozzarella and basil. Just simple, simple, like simple that style. I think those are going to be my three combos. You throw some tomatoes on there like they sometimes do, like the whole cut tomatoes or uh, I'm I'm keeping my acid down a little bit. So, so I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go with those three combos, I think. All right. Uh, mine were pepperoni and banana pepper, sausage and onion, mm-hmm. and then uh, barbecue sauce uh, on the pizza instead of regular oh, okay. uh, chicken, chicken, bacon, red onion, and cheddar cheese. I think they used to have something like that at Mullins, if I remember correctly. I think they had like a barbecue chicken pizza. Not that they yeah, have I like the... a barbecue chicken. Look, I don't want to eat it more than one out of yep. 20 times. I hear you. I, I want a sausage and onion, maybe a sausage, pepper, and onion pizza, like yep. 80% or a pepperoni a pizza like 90% of the time and then the banana peppers I think I want them on there even though like maybe I just want straight pepperoni. Given more time to think maybe I got would have gone with one with like a pesto instead of a instead of a tomato sauce that, those are real tasty those are real tasty too 
I, as I was writing these rush, I was like, man, I don't like the ones at the end as much as some of the ones at the beginning. So I'm going to do this in random order. I'm going to give you I mean, number. You're going to start with number 20. Here we go. Rush, okay. hot plop. Describe for me your perfect bowl of soup. Uh, is chili a soup or no? Sure, I, I, I'm fine with that. You know, it's it's a it's a really chunky chili-like soup is your ideal soup, right? So you, you just yeah, start, start me, from there. But I love, if I'm having, if there's a bowl of soup, uh, you know, I want it to be like a, a, a chili uh, or a Brunswick stew. I mean, that's what I prefer <laughs> over your over your over your classic soups. Not a huge soup guy. How about you? Uh, I like I like soup with a very little broth. Give me big big chunks of like um, veggies and stuff in there. And my ideal soup, like sometimes you get a soup where all the veggies all the veggies have been in there so long they all start to basically taste just like the same thing so give me them um, like a little less mature so they still taste so a carrot still tastes like a carrot and a potato still tastes like a potato let me ask you a follow-up on this do you go because i've heard some people are like oh chili is just meat um i've always thought of chili as meats and beans um do you have are you with beans on your chili tip or are you just like meat and juice like texas style or whoever does it that way I'll do either one for sure, but I, I when I think of it, I think of including the beans. Yep, yeah. me too. Okay, great. And then I like to throw a little onion on there, a little cheese, oh, and sure. a little sour cream, sure, but the sure. onion is key. Okay, uh, raw, that's raw, and that's yeah, just raw, raw diced. Onion. Yeah, I hear you. All right, hit me, pal. All right, uh, you have a time machine, and for whatever reason, you decide to use that time machine to go visit J.K. Rowling. She is sketching out Ooh. the Harry Potter series. Okay. Uh you have the ability because you're from the future and you can t- kind of tell her that uh, her, her series will work if she makes one change. That's a lie, but she'll believe it. <laughs> so you say, uh, what's the one thing that you convince her to change about the Harry Potter series? Hmm. I'm tempted to say, uh, well, I'm tempted to say don't kill this one person, but I, uh, I think, I don't think you spoil it. Yeah. I think you kind of got a need. I think you kind of need to kill that person. I, yeah. I would say, I would say keep Harry young. Don't let him get to the age where, like, I, I don't find him cute anymore. You know, like, e- even if that means a couple different adventures happen in the same year or he goes yeah. a little bit earlier or something like that, keep him young. I don't like to think of him as, like, kind of a post-pubescent, you know, like a young adolescent maybe wanting to have sex. I don't want to think of him that way. Yeah, I didn't lo- didn't love the angst in the fifth book, uh-huh. uh, if I'm being honest. That's a, not a terrible point. I, I, I would, of course, tell her, you got to change the rules of Quidditch. Terrible sport. Right. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I would say, to maybe to save everyone some fucking heartache on this, hey, have a trans character in your book and have them be really positively portrayed. That that, that right. might that might do, that, that might ensure your success. <laughs> yeah, she's not taking that note. Oh, no, I guess not. I guess not. All right, Rush, number five, Hot Plops. I want the name of a flavor that doesn't exist that you think would be delicious. It can be a brand new word or something like butterbeer where, you know, it's like a combo of known things. Just talk me through the process. If you're not, if you don't already have it, just talk me through it as you come up with this. Oh, buddy, it's Everberry. Why is that not a thing? Why is that not a thing? To me, it should be. I don't know. and everberry it's like it looks it it, it, it looks kind of like a grape but it explodes with the flavor of a strawberry that's uh i think i think you're familiar with it i am, I am familiar uh, with it yes that to me that's a that's a fruit that should exist and, and do you think if we went through the uh through the, the flavor machine where do you think everberry would end up on your list of uh, where do you think it would slot in your top 40 flavors 
way up there near near the top. Okay. Still probably not beating things like black cherry and pineapple, maybe, yeah. but right up there. Okay, great. All right, uh, TJ, we're gonna play a quick round okay. of pound of feathers. <laughs> yeah, pound of feathers. And for those that don't know, pound of feathers, I'm gonna give TJ three objects, each weighing, you know, always less than five pounds, and he has to guess which of these three objects weighs the closest to exactly one pound. You can go over; it's not this is right rules, but what, which one's the closest? All right. Here are your three: a six pack of Dove soap bars. Okay. Number two is a 12-pack of Nature Valley granola oats and honey granola bars. Okay. And the third one is a sleeve of golf balls. That's weird because I was I was thinking ahead and I was going to actually do uh, a certain number of golf balls for my guess as to what's a pound. I'm not going with sleeve of golf balls unless I was way off because I would have gone with like 12 golf balls. So I was probably... I am going to say... That those granola bars each are like an ounce, ounce plus per, and that 12 of them will get me close to 16 ounces. So I'm going to go with the 12 granola bars. TJ, for the first time in Pound of Feathers. Honest to God. You nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> yes. You nailed it. You were, you were great on everything you said. So a, a sleeve of golf balls is a third of a pound. So you about nine, 10 golf balls you would need to get, to get there. Uh, it was actually quite close. My guess would have been the Dove soap when I when I picked those three at random, uh, but the Dove soap was very close. It was 19 ounces, but uh, the 12 Nature Valley bars was 18 ounces, actually 17.88 ounces. Wow! So there you go. Nice. I've never been good. I never did good at that. No. So now we, now you can retire with a, with a good round <laughs> and pound of feathers. And I talk. I talked big game too. Anytime we played it, I talked big. Oh, yeah. All right, num- number uh, 16, hot plop rush, you don't cook. What are the top three factors as to why you haven't learned how to? Oh, uh, ooh, good question. Uh, answer is, number one, uh, uh, laziness. Uh, gen- general general lack, it's not like truly laziness, but it's a lack of uh, willingness to, to put those sort of willpower units into, into, into cooking. So yep. I just, uh, I, you call it either laziness or lack of motivation, I guess would be the easiest way to put it. Number two, generally speaking, big fan of restaurant food, yep. not, and I find it, there's not much that'll get me a little crankier TJ than having a bad meal because I'm always looking forward to my, you know, two meals a day. I uh-huh. generally do two, <laughs> not three. And uh, if I get if I get sideways on one of those, you, you you're dealing with a cranky rush until that next meal. <laughs> you don't want and that. And so why subject myself to that? So that's two. And then number three, um, you know, I think it goes like all the way back to like as a kid, we would eat dinner and it would still be um, daylight out, and I had really a high level of energy as a kid, and I was always looking to get, you know, I wasn't looking to kind of participate in the, in the cooking right before. Uh-huh. And I was looking to get the cleaning done as soon as I could, because I wanted to be out get back shooting out. baskets yeah. or throwing a baseball, or I, I just wanted to be outside playing um, for as long as I could in the lead up to the meal and, and immediately post the meal after I did the dishes quickly. So uh, I think all that stuck and I just never really had, had the inclination to hang around the kitchen. Love it. Very understandable. All right, uh, TJ Hotplot. Yes. Other than the NCAA tournament, uh-huh. which I'm sure we could agree upon, uh, what is the best sporting event to gamble on? Hmm. 
I have come around to this pool play in the uh, in the Masters. The other thing that comes immediately to mind is the Derby. Um, we always we drew numbers as even as little kids. We come around with a coffee can and every number in there, and you know walk around to the neighbors. So we all had we all had uh, a horse. Um, uh, Super Bowl doesn't really do that much for me as far as betting on it. I think I'd have to. I think I'd have to say the Derby. I think the Derby is uh, you know it's pretty right down the middle horse horse racing and betting. But yeah, I think the Derby still still is fun. Derby would be number three for me. Number two would be the Masters. Wait, okay. Masters number two, Derby number three. Love, love, love this stretch of the year for sports gambling. You can't. Yeah, this is your this is your triple crown right now, right? It yeah. truly is my triple crown of sports gambling. All right, number eight, hot plop rush. You're on a hot streak. You decide to play until it ends. Let's say it's at a crap table. It doesn't end. You play eighteen yeah. hours in a row. It's still hot. How do you envision this particular session ending? Wow. I got 18 hours. I got an 18 you're, hour hot streak. 18 hours in and you're not you're showing no signs of cooling off. Do you throw to exhaustion? Do you fall asleep there and they and they ask you to leave? Do you pick a number and say like, "Hey, when I hit that, I'm walk-? like how how does this if the hot streak doesn't end, how do you see it yourself ending it for the evening or whatever? I think I, I, I got more than the 18 hours. I'm going to keep going for a while. Uh, but I, I think it ends with um, the beginnings of probably in between like Red Bulls or something. I, I start to actually doze off. Okay. Yeah. And once I catch myself falling asleep at the table, I'm going to get nervous. And then, boy, oh, boy, am I going to have a rough day the next day because I'm going to be <laughs> – uh, I probably gambled for like 28 straight hours, which yeah. means I, I probably drank, you know, 18 caffeinated beverages or something. And, oh, oh my, I'm going to, I'm going to need, we're extending that vacation. For I, day, hey, buddy, I have, I have some self-respect for the, I have some respect for the fact that you called your own end to it. I, I think they'd have to, I think they'd have to ask me to, to leave. Yeah. I, I think I would just start to, to worry about, you know, yeah. Getting rolled. Losing it yeah. or, whatever um ah, yeah i you know i it's it's so i mean i always leave on the uh the first kind of like if i had a really good run then i leave on that first tick down although i have i have more than once walked away after like a huge roll because some friend wanted to leave yeah you know? okay. no. uh, but it's usually that's, it usually wouldn't be me that's no friend that's, best. that's no friend yeah <laughs> that's right all right tj hot plot yes uh if we ever come back, yep. And here's the situation returns. I would like you to give me one person that we know Ooh. and one person that we don't know that you would love to have on for their first time as a guest. I was actually just thinking of this guy because I was writing my thank yous, and there's someone we're going to thank in a little bit. We never had his dad on, who was one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, uh, Doggy Daddy Paul Grandi. I would love to have the the mind of Paul Grandi at work at uh, uh, on some hot situations. Um, a person It'd be fun to do him with the Og Dog. Yeah, uh, right. Little father son. Do a family. Father's Day. We'll record it on Father's Day and play it like a month later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and someone I don't know who I would love to have on Allison Janney. I don't know her. I think she'd be a great. I think she'd be a great oh. guest. Be great to get to Janny. Wouldn't on that here. be a wow. get? <laughs> that would pull us out of retirement. Real, <laughs> right. 
real quick. Uh, for me, I had Brendan Hunt. I think Brendan Hunt uh-huh. would really love would really love doing these type of situations and would have some colorful, interesting thoughts uh, for a person we know. Uh, also, uh, Jack McBrayer, who was uh, supposed yes. to be our first guest ever, but then unfortunately uh, couldn't get the schedule to work when he was in town. That was back when we actually recorded in the same room. All right. The pandemic. Um, and then for somebody we don't know, I'm going with a little bit of an odd one, which is going to be David Mitchell of the Mitchell and Webb experience and of the British panel show. Would I lie to you? Whoa. I, I, just, I just think he would he would crush it in this format. What a grab. What a grab. All right, Rush, number 24, Hot Plop. If I give you 100 checks today, how long would they last you? Oh, so long. Uh, <laughs> uh, 16 years. <laughs> Excellent. I write, I write very few checks, and it's uh, just to give, to give you an example. Uh, last year, so I, I, I finally went to the office. Um, so pandemic, I basically hold up on about March 14th in my apartment and I did not go to the office, uh, until like July 7th or 8th because I, I needed to get a check. So I went that long w- w- without writing a check because my, che- my only checkbook was in the office at that point though. Um, so yeah, I, I probably do about six year checks. Everything automated, my friend. Um, I hear you. Okay. Hot plop. Yes. TJ, I would like I'd like you to rank these three straight out of fiction lives that you could have. They all feel like they could be part of like a like a, a sixty minute serial drama. Okay. Um and I, I want the one that you would most want to uh, lead this life down to the one you'd least like to live. Okay. Li- le- least like to live. Uh, the first one is small time detective in a tiny coastal town in Maine. Okay. Second is has been ball player given one last shot as a minor league baseball manager. Mm-hmm. Third one is heart of gold grifter working in the country club scene in the Monterey Peninsula. Okay. Um, I, I thought all three of those could be. I could see you doing it. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, I would take them in in the order you gave them to me. I would say a detective in Maine, number one. Uh, has been ball player number two and a, a hard goal grifter number number three. I was one three two. Would rather would rather get out there and grift those country club guys. <laughs> than, uh, I just can't sit and watch that much bad baseball. I can't do it. <laughs> it's it's tough to have played and then watched. Like I realized that when I started like coaching and and you know and like and directing of like I, I don't, I don't want to be direct. I want to be in the. I want to be on the team. I don't want to be dressed in the same uniform and not play. Like this this is. That's not that's not as much fun, and I don't know living on the grift. I don't know you have bad day grifting. I guess you don't eat that day. You know that's that could that's be right. could be tough, man. All right, let's see number. Let's do number one. Rush Hot Plops Radio Station is doing a count up of the one hundred biggest country songs ever, going up from one hundred. How long until they hit a song where you know seventy five percent of the chorus? Thank God, I figured you'd say 75% of the lyrics. <laughs> no, I'm uh, just going to give you the chorus. <laughs> oh, I would think, uh, uh, like if I'm answering honestly and not jokingly, I think I would say like 94. Okay. I mean, I've, I've heard enough. Like one of my great friends in college was a big Robert Earl Keane guy. So I've heard most of, and then I was he was a roommate of mine for a year. So I'm sure I heard like all those, and I'm sure Robert Earl Keane's in there. 
And then, um, you know, Garth Brooks, I, I did have a Garth Brooks album okay. in my life. Surely he's in there somewhere. Yeah. So roping, I, I think, roping the wind or whatever. Was that the, is that the one? No. Low places? I don't, I don't or? know the name of a single <laughs> one of them, but. But uh, I I just think I think one of the first ten I would have heard and okay. probably a little quicker than that. I hear you. All right, uh, hot plop. Yes, uh, T- TJ, you've got to name a fictional game show from any decade you want nineteen seventy, nineteen eighty, ninety, two thousand, or two thousand ten. And I'll say you can pick any three of those and give me a, uh, a game show name if you want. You can give me a name of a fictional game show from each of those decades, whatever you want. But I'd like at least three. One from the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, or 2010s. Okay, 70s is going to be called Missing Ingredient. Um, oh. Yeah, and it start, it, it completes, because uh, like in the 70s, there's lots of recipes and stuff. So it kind of starts um, like um, uh, sponsored by Duncan Hines or like Jell-O or whatever. And so there are, it's like the first one is kind of food-based of like, um, we'll, we'll give you the, you know, the, the, these eight ingredients, you tell us what's missing if you want to make this properly, but then it can get into like, these are the, the, you know, if it's Harry Potter or whatever, these are the first, you know, six books or whatever, what's missing, you know, like, so it's all, there's a missing okay. ingredient or these are the last five Russian, um, you know, heads of state who's missing. So that's the seven, that's the seventies one. Um, eighties is called. Uh, Can I just stop you? And yeah, say it's a great game show, and we should get it made. I mean, we already like. <laughs> well, we don't want to, you know, we want to tilt the uh, tip our hand too much, but we thought if we ever come back, we also might come back in a format where we just come up yeah. with game shows for people to play. So who knows? We might have to keep that in mind. Missing ingredients. My seventies one was uh, just hanky panky. I don't know what it is. <laughs> nice, I hear you. Back then, they were kind of playing around yeah. a little bit. It's it, like something is picked out of a fishbowl, you know, like you, every, it's all thrown into a fishbowl. You have to pick it out. Uh, eight, uh, the 80s one, it's called Beat the Dealer. And it's not a car dealer. It's a drug dealer. <laughs> so oh, no. you have to like, um, you both have a certain sum of money, his from selling cocaine and yours from, you know, whatever pursuit yours was. And you have to um, end up owning the most things. So you not only have to like outbid each other by secret by secret money ballot, but almost like the game you played with Mitch and I with coach with coach and I, where at the end we had we had had to name how much money we would put towards different oh, right. different. So that so you have to beat the dealer in in that way. Um, I like it. And for for me in the eighties, I, I I just couldn't stop on the eighties because I kept coming up with game shows, and I was like, those that would be best in the eighties. <laughs> One was Barrel of Monies instead of Barrel of Monkeys because I feel like they had a bunch of dumb puns in the eighties, you know, like bumper stumper, you just like that kind of stuff. And then uh, Bargain Basement, which just felt like absolutely would be an eighties game show. And then Arbitrage. Oh, very cool. Very cool, and and what and did you give me nineties? Was that uh, I I I really bailed out on the nineties and two thousands and just did a bunch of eighties ones. I think I, I have one for the two thousand ten. For nineties, I'd probably I'd probably have it be a music based one, like and and uh, and it was it seemed to me like the full flowering of grunge and rap around then. So I might do like a you know like a grunge v rap or a grunge and rap kind of thing. And have uh, try and find people who were excellent at at both. It's like at least the guys I hung around with, we we listened to you know like 
a bunch of different genres. We were listening to rap, then we were listening to grunge, then we were listening to like industrial music, then, you know, Nine Inch Nails and stuff like that. So it would be kind of like the some some game, some musical game show that brought what seemed like not the middle of the road stuff, but the kind of around the edge. It also was a great time for like college alt stations, you know, uh, they might be giants and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So it'd be kind of that, like the fringe. It probably would have been on uh, MTV too, as they were really transitioning away from music videos and into that sort of stuff. Yeah. 120 minutes, like all the stuff they played on 120 minutes would, would have been a lot of the stuff that, that went on for the nineties game show. Cause for the two thousands, I had swipe right. Okay, Which, very uh, nice. I thought yeah. it would probably be on MTV. I'm a little surprised that that was never absolutely because right? we already had like basically you know singled out and every other dating iteration you could have. So why why was there never a swipe right? That seems a really natural partnership between an actual existing um, uh, dating service or whatever that dating app or whatever and a show about dating. That seems like that should have happened a few different times. Yeah, I don't get it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, number 10, Hop Plop. Uh, let's, oh, Raw, Rush. Oh, oh sorry, 2010s, oh. I just had Splat. <laughs> it does seem to have made that transition. It's yeah. like we were ripping off like those Japanese game shows where people are just yeah. getting hammered and punched and like, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Um, Rush, we've done this before. Uh, there'll be three three of these. Uh, I want the right dog for the job. Oh, nice. All right. A brutal, brutal business CEO. Oh, you know I love these. A brutal, brutal business kind and I always default to the Toberman <laughs> I went with that hairless Egyptian dog for this one. You know, that, that, that guy just looks like business, man. That dude looks like savage business. He really does. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. <laughs> uh, minor league baseball manager? It could be former. It could be a washed-up former player if you want, who's now managing. Yeah, yeah, this is like a, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think it's going to be minor league baseball. Man, I, I want him to be small, so he can't really <laughs> nice. corral these, these baseball players. You know, he's just he's just yapping at them constantly, <laughs> nice. trying to trying to get them to fall in line, and it just doesn't work. And you know what? I, I you know those small dogs like the Chihuahuas, they they live super long. So I think it's like a 17-year-old chihuahua. He's seen it all. He's over it. That's great. You know, he can't quite get people to pay attention. I went I went entirely the other way, probably based on Wilford Brimley in my head, and went with like a Mastiff. Real just oh, old yeah. and rolly and jowly, you know. And last that one. That was my first thought, to be honest. Was it really? Started. Yeah. Well, it? well, Brimley. I thought Brimley. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of a dog that matches Brimley. TV show carpenter. So like you think maybe they really know how to do what they're doing or maybe they're just really good looking, but like a Ty Pennington type, you know, like TV show carpenter. I think it's going to be like a handsome golden retriever. Yep. Just a dumb dog gets out, doesn't know what it's doing, but uh, kind of can fake it. I went handsome too. I went with a Weimaraner for that one of like, God, good looking. Don't know. Don't know if they can actually do anything other than have their pictures taken. You know, uh, I love that. Hot plop. I never get tired of that. One. Me too. I like that one. All right, uh, hot plot. Hit me. Uh, we're gonna play a little game called underrated, overrated, or properly rated. This all right, Andy St. Clair special. Stealing it from him, he does these to me all the time. We're gonna cover about ten things. You just quickly Woo. say overrated, underrated, or properly rated. Can do. Give a little reason why. All right. But peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, properly rated. They're uh, they're good. They're not they're not outrageously great. Agree with everything you said. Handwritten letters. Uh, I think. I mean. 
I have to say underrated because I don't think they can be rated higher, high, highly enough. I think that's an automatic keepable. I think they, 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 as soon as you send one to someone, it might become something that they hold on for the next 50 years. I, I, I think they're underrated. I say overrated because they're so highly rated. Mm -hmm. Everyone, it's like become a cliche for people to be like the greatest thing you can receive is a handwritten letter. I wouldn't go that far. I do think they're great. Don't get me wrong, if, but, it, but overrated. Maybe if people had followed through on that and we were just swimming in handwritten letters, but as much as people say that, I don't get any and no one I know get, gets any. So I, I think they're still underrated. That's true. Underdone. Underdone. <laughs> underdone. Overrated, underdone. Overrated, underdone. <laughs> uh, a day at the racetrack. A day. Oh, uh, underrated. That is a phenomenal way to spend a day. Phenomenal. Strong, strong agree. Underrated. Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, that Alexander Conan Doyle stories. Um, I think they're under, I think those are underrated. Um, cause I hear they're, I hear they're tremendous and I don't know if, how many people have actually read those as opposed to like the everything but the first two Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, hold Sherlock on, Holmes. Okay. Go ahead. Gotcha. Getting ahead of it. Go ahead. Agree. Underrated. Next up is Sherlock Holmes, the Robert Downey Jr. Movies. Oh, uh, if they're rated at all, they're overrated. Agree. Overrated. And finally, Sherlock Holmes, the Benedict Cumberbatch series. Huh. First couple, tremendous. Uh, they ended up, I believe, overrated because they just got so freaking ridiculous and and double backy on themselves. So I, I end up having to say overrated. Uh, that's hard to disagree with. I, I will say properly rated. Uh, okay. Planet Earth, the series. Ooh. Uh, this is almost like handwritten letters to me. I think it's still underrated, even though it might, even though it's probably considered maybe the best, the best shot nature show, uh, series of all time. Agree. Underrated. Uh, the name Richard. Properly rated. I think it's got some ups. I think it's got some upside and some downside to it. I think it's properly rated. I'm go overrated. The name Thomas. Uh, haven't heard much about it lately. I think it's probably, I think it's properly rated. I haven't heard, haven't heard much about it. I think a little underrated. Uh, <laughs> Facebook birthday wishes. Oh, over, 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 over. As you know, I think they're overrated. All right. That was that. Hot plop. That's great. That's great. All right. Number 13. No, not number 13. Number 12. Hot plop rush. I'll give you a name. You tell me just based on the name. What occupation does this person have? Great. Phil, Phil Dunbar. Uh, Phil Dunbar is a trader at the Board of Trade. Okay, Tanya Lamontagne. Ah, Tanya Lamontagne is uh, she's an interior designer. All right, and last one, Kev Sternburner. Oh, Sternburner. Uh, and it's Kev. It's not. It's just Kev. No, I know Kev. <laughs> Kev Sternburner is uh, well, until recently, oh, was an no. operator. Was an operator of a. Uh, uh, a fa- like a, uh, a race car driving school, oh. and now he's now he's in jail. Oh no! That, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's yeah, how, that sounds exactly Stern correct. Burner. You went to you went to Sternburner Ranch, where you would drive on dirt tracks. These uh, these like what do they call those like roll cars? You know, the yeah. new buddies. That's yeah. what you would go do at the Sternburner Ranch. But it turned out he was dealing meth. Ah uh, so, no no no. Rough breaks, oh, rough oh. breaks. That is, well, uh, you know, or proper breaks. You know, rough breaks, rough breaks, soft breaks are properly breaked. Properly breaked. That, that was a proper break <laughs> yeah. for Sternbrenner. He deserved, he deserved the, yeah, the everything eight he got. Well we got. Uh, TJ, yes. hot flop. Yeah. You're on, a, you're on a game show. 
called Where Does This Argument Break Down? Okay. In which you're given a, an argument that seems logically consistent, and you have to say, Where does that <laughs> argument break down? Okay. <laughs> Here is the argument for the, uh, when you go on. Wayne Gretzky is better at hockey than the second best hockey player by a by a larger margin than any other best athlete is in a sport over the second best athlete in the sport. That's okay. the first point. Okay. Second point is hockey is a major sport that is a fair test of athleticism. Third point is, therefore, there is a very good argument that Wayne Gretzky is the best athlete of all time. Huh. 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 Where does it break down? Okay. The And the first point where it says Wayne Gretzky is so much better than the second best player. I think some people would say, I think it's, I think there's a, there's a part where it starts to break down there that Wayne Gretzky did not necessarily have the most well-rounded um, game as a, as a hockey player that, that I think some people would say that part of being a, playing hockey or being a hockey player is uh, having some physical intimidation as, as well. And Gretzky, had to be protected in that in that way, and if there was there was something that was absent in his game, it was hitting, checking any kind of any kind of 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 that there. Um, the second point was what that hockey is a uh, representation of the hockey is a major sport that is a fair test of athleticism. Um, I can't argue with the major sport, um, and I think it is a very fair. Uh, test of athleticism. It, there is a specialized. There is there is a very specialized skill in it, though, of being able to stand on blades. That yep. um, that is different than, like, let's say, track, where you know you can anyone can put on a pair of sneakers, and you know, and it's more even playing field as far as like how we're comparing. You know, the how we're comparing uh, people across across the board. Um, but I, you know, what like it's not. It's not the worst argument. It's not the worst argument in the in the world. Um, yeah, they try to give you ones that, that, that it's just not right, though. It's not right. No, he's the greatest athlete of all time. Almost oh, nobody says that he is. And in here's here's a, a point where I think I think it does start to break down. Maybe here's where it starts to break down for me. That also I consider an an aspect of athleticism to be an across the board athleticism that. Um, that it's not just that you are scintillating at your particular skill set in your particular sport, but that you could probably Jim Thorpe style or whatever, um, find yourself competitive in a lot of different arenas. And I have zero gauge on how athletic, how athletic Wayne Gretzky is outside of a hockey rink. Yeah. You said he wouldn't get up Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> <laughs> is that All right. You know, and as that turned out, I I still would like Dave. uh, I still like Pasquazi's chances to outclimb uh, Gretzky up Kilimanjaro. Rush number 19, Hot Flop. You are playing the main character in a movie. They tell you they're writing up a knucklehead character for you to interact with. I want you to put these in order of preference for who you want them to be in relation to you. So it's definitely going to be a knucklehead character that you get to like bounce off of. Would you rather them be your A, brother in law, B, uncle? C, your neighbor, or D, an old college buddy? Uh, first choice, D, one, old college buddy. Okay. Um, uh, last choice is going to be, um, I think it's going to be, 
brother-in-law. It's close between the other ones. I think I'll go, um, I think I'll, there's something kind of funny to me about like, you know, the uncle, because I can't really, I can't kind of tell him off. Okay. You know, uh-huh. There's yeah. gotta be a reason that I, I subject myself to his like idiocy on, on a routine basis. Great. And brother, brother-in-law, I feel like you could just kind of like, it would just, you get too angry. So I'm going to put brother-in-law last neighbor, you know, cause Kramer was obviously, I don't want to do it with a neighbor cause Kramer already did it as good as you can do it. Yeah. I hear you. What would be yours there? I think, I think college buddy, maybe neighbor. Cause you could probably also get a little nasty. You could probably get a little nastier with your neighbor than you could with, with some of the, with some of the other ones. And then an uncle, because I just, I think that I, I like my uncles a lot. So there would just be some kind of positive um, attachment to that. And then brother-in-law, never have one, never going to have one. All right. Uh, TJ Hotplop. Yes. An eccentric billionaire mm. has a matrix-like library where he can download into your mind complete expertise in any one field where you currently lo- know little or nothing about that field. Yes. Um, you know, so in the matrix, you can learn jujitsu or, you know, how, how to fix speedboats if you want, whatever it is. Uh, what field do you choose for the one that you get to, uh, to learn from the eccentric billionaire? Uh, the, uh, how, how to play an instrument, any, any instrument, uh, but how to play music. I have no understanding of that at all. At all. Nice. Rush number 25, hot plop. What are your feelings on mini golf? Uh, what is the best course you've played or the best type of hole? If you don't have a, uh, a number one course in mind, what is the type of hole that you uh, like to play uh, the most? You know, I think I'm a sucker for the over the top. Yeah. I, I, I've so rarely gotten to do them because most mini golf that I've played is the more standard putt putt style, okay. which is probably, which might lead for a better competition, honestly, but, but, uh, you know, I like, a, I like a hole with a windmill or a, a, mm-hmm. a timing aspect. Yep. Um, and ramp? You, know, I love, you like ramps. I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind like a ramp. I, what I don't like is, uh, anytime the hole runs off into like, oh, uh, yeah. you know, wood chips mm-hmm. or, you know, otherwise you, you can, you can hit it OB because it, you, you've got too much speed coming down yeah. the hill or something like that. I don't like, I don't care for that. Um, I also, I despise yeah. too, when the, when the, unless something goes it, it crazy, everything just funnels to the same, to the same, you know, three foot area there, that there's no way to right. stay out of that drift where they all go. Yeah. I don't like a hole where, um, where even after you play it, you have no idea what the like correct physics are, you know, like yeah, one where I you have it. a really long, uh, spot and you just, you, you, the right play is just to hit as hard as you can. It'll bounce back and forth like 20 times. Yeah. Not a lot of skill. Not, not, that, that doesn't interest me as much. You know, I like, I like one that's a, I want it to be a true test of putting, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't like, sometimes the obstacles can probably get too much in the way. Um, but the, the the most fun I ever had, I think, playing putt putt was like we were in uh, like near Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and we went to a place, and it I was young, and it was just over the top, you know, I had like a volcano. Oh, gotta there be was, some, there was like a gotta be some great courses, gotta be some great courses down there in Myrtle Beach, man, right? Oh, it's <laughs> like you know, it's it's absolutely like 
crash capital of uh, uh, entertainment. So, of course, they've got some good stuff. There was a place in Lake George, New York, had two 18-hole courses around the U.S. and around the world. Tremendous. Eight wow. Around the U.S., 18 different states represented it, represented um, like one, uh, Kentucky was Churchill Downs. You had to hit it around the entire racetrack. Um, a ramp over the Grand Canyon for Arizona. It was awesome. Ended, I think, with New York because it was in New York. King Kong, Empire State Building, King Kong up top had to shoot it off a ramp into like the lower floors of the, of the, uh, Empire State. And you know, if you got in the center thing, free game, tremendous course. I hope it's still there. Lake George, New York. We got to hit that one, TJ. I, I've never done one that good. There's, that's for sure. Tremendous course. Uh, hot plot. Yes. You can only wear items of clothing that are three colors for the rest of your life. Uh, you do get all shades of those three colors. Huh. What What three colors do you choose? Blue. All shades of blue. This is, this is kind of how I dress. Uh, blue, gray, and brown. All right. Yeah. If I get all shades, yeah, from beige, from beige to cappuccino, I love it. I went, uh, I think brown is a really good answer that I didn't think about. I went blue, white. I think white you got to have. And uh, and I went green. But I, I think maybe brown would have been smarter and I would change it to brown. Uh, yeah. Is that like my belt, shoes, and all that kind of stuff too? You know, just to, to be able to have the color of leather in there, I would, I would, I would keep it. Rush, number three, Hoplops. You are told that the next time you have sex, a self-destructing tape of it will be sent to 10 people you know. You can remove... Two spheres or categories of people you know from the potential mailing list. You choose family to be removed and what other titled group or uh, or faction from your list of possible people. Coworkers. Coworkers. Okay, great. Yeah, that's great, man. Family. I love. I love that I'm still in the running to get these. We don't really work together. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, no, this counts. <laughs> no, this this ain't work, baby. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, yes. What's what's an item? Could be anything at all. Okay. That you both love and hate hmm. at the same time. Hmm. I uh I popcorn devastates me, man. I hmm. love if if you put a two pound bucket of popcorn in front of me, I would I would eat. I would eat those two pounds, even though like at the, when we hit the three quarter pound mark, I, 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 I'm hating what I'm hating what's going on. I'm hating, (laughs) you know, like I know how like salty, how thirsty I'm going to be and like, and, but, but I love it. So I love it so much. Uh, It's, it's, yeah, it's a devastating, it's a devastating item. (laughs) Love it. Great, great answer. Mine was the Trump Tower. Absolutely okay. beautiful building. Love oh, the building. Tough. Hate the Trump. Rough. All right, kid. Let's do number seven. Ooh, hot plop. Rush, we never saw Vera, Norm's wife, on Cheers. We met Cliff's mom, who they could have pulled the same kind of thing with. Someone who was mentioned all the time, but we but we never met. What is your opinion on not meeting Vera? Is it a cop-out? And is it more satisfying to see someone cast per- perfectly versus the never meet thing? I think the never meet was good with Vera. I, I don't, 
I don't know well enough, like the history of sitcoms prior to uh, Cheers to know if that was an overplayed trope at the time. It, mm-hmm. it has subsequently kind of become that for me at least, or it was for a while. But um, I, I think I would rather, uh, you know, I don't look, I think, I think you don't need to go introduce a bunch of new characters to like a really successful show to begin with. So uh, I don't need to do that. And, and like, I think, um, uh, you, you know, it's better, it's better not to know than to, uh, than to have it not, not be exactly what you want to see. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm happy with, we never saw beer. Okay. Sounds good. All right. TJ. Yes. Hot plop. Yes. Uh, you go to a job interview. Okay. They have one of those tricky riddles, you know, that some of these uh-huh. like consulting firms or sure. other places do for a job interview. It's a job that you want to get. Okay. And they give you this tricky riddle that they use to test applicants. Just so happens, you've heard that riddle before. You know the answer. Yeah. Do you tell them that you've heard that riddle before or do you not? Yep. Yeah. And, and, uh, and partially because I don't want to, and also don't have enough faith in my acting ability to properly act. Like, I don't know this answer. So I'm just going to act like I'm coming up with, I think it's going to read as false. So I think it's better for me just to cop out. Like I've heard that one. Here's what I, you know, here's, here's, here's maybe why I think that answer is right or whatever, or here's what else I think about. And, or if you have another one, if you're, rotating three or four or five in you might as well go ahead and give me one of the other ones that i that i haven't heard if if you know but yeah i i used to i used to do interviews uh for some of the ras when i was at syracuse and a lot of them would be like um all right so you walk down the hall and you ask someone the music's really loud you knock on the door you ask them to turn it down as you're walking away you hear the music go back up again what would what would you do so you'd get these kind of theoreticals i i would um after after other people had asked those, my I would say like, all right, you're fighting six banditos. You only have five five bullets in your pistolas. Um, what how do you how do you organize your your shot selection now when these banditos are scattered around the around the saloon? Um, and if and, and and usually I'd let them off the hook once they started to answer, but I was it was I liked I liked uh, screwing with the form there. Rush. Number 15, Hot Plops. This one I do think I kind of like. Which do you think you'd be a better fit with? Adam's Family or Munsters? I think maybe the Adam's Family. Okay. It's better for me. How about the Flintstones? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. As as we learned, Gomez Adams, uh, very very (laughs) famous lawyer. uh, (laughs) Yeah, right. His defining characteristic. I I don't know. Munster seems a little too goofy. I I again forgot that he was a lawyer. You're going to have to remind me of that every so often. Um, How about the Flintstones or the Jetsons? I'd fit in better with the Jetsons. Okay. And lastly, the Justice League or the X-Men? That'd be a terrible failure in in either, but but I'd much prefer the X-Men, so I guess I would rather... Rather, you know, develop a mutant power and, uh, and join those folks. I, I was, I've heard, I heard some like weird fan theory. I don't want to say weird, just some fan, fun fan theory that the Jetsons and the Flintstones actually occurred at the same time, but they were the base, the haves and have nots, and that up, oh. up in the sky were the really wealthy living that life while they're down on the ground were still fending for themselves against dinosaurs and stuff like that. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. I was like, Adam's family and Munsters were. We're at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was trying to think of other examples of like um, TV or entertainment or fields where like 
God, we basically have the same show <laughs> going on right now that you have going on. We just right. ours are just living in a different house, and you know, instead of like the uncle, we have uh, well, we have an uncle. Our uncle is um, all hair, you know, or like right. yeah. Would you Would you rather be the president in Deep Impact? Or <laughs> right, right. <laughs> all right, uh, TJ. Yes. Plot. What's one thing that I've promised to do on this podcast? Uh, that you are going to endeavor to hold me to. One thing that I've said, I, I, I've made many empty promises on this podcast. What's one that you want to hold me to? I don't know. Some of the weight loss ones, I thought it was, I, I, I don't want you to reach that far. Like, I know you could do it, you know, like, but, uh, but I don't want, I didn't want those to, to happen. I was trying to remember what our resolutions were. Cause we were going to, I think we were going to check back in and see, See if we had if we had come through on that. Um, you did the the push up thing. That was how many of those? Yeah. That was ridiculous. So I mean, I I think you're square with me, buddy. I, I'm not gonna I'm yeah. not gonna hold you. I'm not gonna. You can hold yourself to any of them, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be your jailer on this, man. You are you are free. You are free to go about your business. Sounds good. I'm gonna make you play me uh, in Rommel in the desert. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did promise to do that. We're gonna, we're gonna hold you to that. That's true. That's true. Rush twenty one hot plop. Um, imagine a twenty gallon aquarium. What are three types of places you most expect to see one of those? Gosh, twenty gallons. So give me a sense for how big that is. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you my places, and maybe from that sense, you'll. The first one I thought of was like, oh, pediatrician's office. That's where I expect to see one of these like. 20 gallon 20 gallon aquariums a seven, 1970s living room and a villain's lair it, that one was a little push but those are the three places that i expected to see a 20 gallon so that, that might give you a, a yeah. sense of size i was gonna say like an athlete's uh-huh uh, yep. you know uh entrance hall or whatever yep. you know that's uh, right I feel like that's the sort of thing that some of these athletes are just like whatever i got infinite money i like these fish we're gonna mm-hmm. have these fish um uh, I was going to say like a, uh, you know, a, a science lab at a school, but maybe that's not quite right. But no, like that's great. Biology, biology classroom or something. And um, gosh, you know, a pet store. I mean, I feel like I've looked more <laughs> at fish and pet stores than I've looked at fish the rest of my life. <laughs> it's a perfectly sensible place to find one of these things, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, hot plot. Yes. I would like you to give me two or three words, um, right. and they, these are separate, so not not two in a row, but maybe different words that put you into a different character, but that they're words or phrases that immediately get you into a certain character for improv or otherwise. All so, right. like, you just, with, with a word, you're just kind of there. You know exactly the person you are once you say it. Suspicious eyebrow. Okay. Gunslinger hands and uh, uh, low status, hopelessly positive. Nice. All right. Love it. All right, Rush. Hot plop number 23. Oh, uh, we did these with Tommy and Helen. And you. I remember you mentioning that you liked, you liked the idea of it. So, Rush, are these things a liquid, a solid, or a gas? Nice. Narrative. The concept of narrative. Oh man, I wish I had Tommy and Helen. It was, it was always easier with them to bounce these off of narrative. That's such a great one. 
Um, I don't think, I don't think it's so ethereal as to be a gas, right? I think that like narrative it's, it's probably, I think of it probably as a solid because I think of it as kind of the bones that hold the, the overall structure together. And so I'm going to say narrative is a solid. All right. Friendship. Friendship, I think, is a liquid okay. because I think it's uh, I think I think there's a flow to it. I think it changes over time. I think that you have, you know, the, the theory, right, is that you change your half your friends every seven years. So there's got to be a little bit of a flow to it. Like uh, uh, if, if I thought of it purely as a solid, I mean, I think I think most people might say solid right off the bat, because, of course, like a friendship. There is a, a you know a solidarity to it, like uh, you know two friends, and it's like an unbreakable bond of friendship. And I think I think it's fair to say, and I, I don't mean to in any way suggest that I don't value my friendships. I just think that overall, over the course of your life, it's a liquid. If at any given moment, it's it's such a powerful liquid that the bond feels like a, sal- a solid at that time. Great. How about technological acumen? Uh, I'm going to say that's more of a gas. That to me feels a little bit more like a, it, it, one of those things it's, it would be hard to prove and hard to like locate, but it, it exists and yes. All right. We've had one of each. Here's the last one. Number four. This will, this will double up on one of them. The concept of being clutch. I mean, gas, it's fake. I'm not, I'm not a huge believer in the concept of being clutch. I mean, obviously there are some people that have that, uh, Michael Jordan, whatever, you know, unquestionably, there's some people that just step up, they handle the pressure extremely well, but I I think of it as, um, it would be very hard to trap, right? Like if, if, if you were going into a magic store where you could buy actual magical uh, items and it was like, this, this will make you clutch. I don't think it would be a potion. I think it'd be like something you'd inhale. (laughs) Right. uh, (laughs) Yeah, Makes that, yeah, right. Little, you just put it up the nose, shoot it up there, <laughs> right. and uh, you're clutch. Good to go. Uh, I do love that one, TJ. That one's very fun. Um, okay, hot plot. Yes. Short and simple one here. Um, you have often, well, I'm just going to ask you to. Would you rather win Jeopardy five times for $150,000 okay. or just be given $150,000? Assume oh, the tax treatment is the same for both. Absolutely win Jeopardy. Absolutely, okay. yeah. So that that cuts a little against your, you know, one of your dominant personality traits is like preference not to have any spotlight on you, preference not to have any fame around you. But there, you're just like, what what makes it different? Uh, well, I know I'm gonna win five. <laughs> like, like I I know I know going in day one, like I will not go and play Jeopardy. I I'll play it on my couch every day, and sometimes I think like, man, I really could stand a chance. And I also think like. I would melt down and guess like the Ottoman empire for some question that asked for a TV show, you know, like that I would just lose my mind and, and like, um, but if I knew going in that I could win jeopardy five times and that someday I could say like, and at at the end of it all, like I could say I was a five time jeopardy champion. I probably would ask to not be included in the tournament of champions because I think I like I've, I've, you know, I've gone as far as I can. Um, but uh, yeah, that would be, um, to say you were a Jeopardy champ would be an awesome thing to say. Yep. Yeah. All right, Russ, number six, Hot Plops. Name a band you think it'd be pretty easy to write lyrics for. Oh, gosh. Um, 
Certainly not like Bruce Springsteen, uh-huh. not Bob Dylan, uh, not like not like the Spice Girls or anyone that ever did anything like really fast it would be it would be dope. So I think I do think like Katy Perry, Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. I, I think those like they're they have pretty. I like both of their music and usually like the lyrics are, are the least important part of it to me. They're, they're, they'll often be fairly repetitive and it's really the, the songs and the hooks and everything that work. And then they can just kind of make it happen no matter who, what you give them. You can give them like whatever, like, like Adele is another one. She's such a great singer that you're just like, I mean, but her lyrics are really good. So maybe not there, but I don't know. You know, who I, you know, I heard and I was like, Oh, I'm going to make this into a question. Cause this like this guy, Barely is barely trying. Imagine writing lyrics for ZZ Top. Oh, great, great, yeah. It was like this is he falls out of bed and says, "She's got legs. She knows how to use them. She's got legs." Like this is, this is too easy. Like thirty times in a row, right? That's right. You know, I mean, whatever fish you don't even write any. Uh, The Grateful Dead. You know, they. I mean. They got a lot of repetition in there as well. All right. Uh, TJ, second time machine. Hop, hop. Oh, okay. You, this time you can visit 12-year-old TJ and tell him one thing is cool that he doesn't currently believe is cool, and he'll believe you. What one thing would you tell him back when you're back to old 12-year-old TJ that's cool uh, and you wish you would have spent some time doing? Not smoking. That's cool, man. um you know what i actually like it wasn't until hell i was like 30 that i started doing any kind of upper body workouts and i think i would have been less shy and less uh, like insecure about my physique if i had said like hey you know what get up on a bar see if you can do a pull-up they'll actually kind of be fun once you can start doing them a little bit but i would have i would have recommended that and i think that probably was recommended for me but maybe hearing it from me would have uh would have made me made me take it more seriously excellent all right rush number nine um hop plop would you like it or not like it if when they were close within a foot to you, you could hear butterflies and moths muttering to themselves about how that's not really where they want to be going or their frustrations with unobtainable light sources? So with only within a foot, and it'd be kind of like funny to hear like, oh man, that's not where I wanted to go. I really want to rather be over there. Like, what's up with this light bulb? Would you like to hear that or would you not like to hear that? I would like to hear that. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I think I couldn't go to one of those, uh, what's the name of it? A butterfly atorium. Oh, yeah. Store. Yeah. You you don't, you wouldn't like that. Beth despises um, non-consistent things flying towards her face. She'd rather have an yeah. arrow coming towards her face than uh, than a butterfly. So, yeah, wow. she, she would be spent there. I would like to go to one of those things. Well, I, I currently like going to, what are they called? Laptatoriums or something like that? But, but uh, I currently enjoy going to them i have no problem with it i don't go that frequently and i'm not in around butterflies enough but i think it, i think it would crack me up i mean yeah i, I, I think uh... i think i would really get a <laughs> kick out of it and because it's so rare that i'm up close to them you know like there's one or two times a year one will get on the tennis court and it was just like oh I, I'm in the wrong <laughs> right, yeah right. and you just oh, heard right. it like in passing you're only going to hear it for like two or three seconds as it's like oh i gotta get out of here this isn't a good oh, place right once again i found myself <laughs> Jam. Right. You know, I mean, I, th- I think I would enjoy it. I think and I would too. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'd like uh, that. So I'm, I'm in. I'm in all, all the way in. Now. <laughs> uh, all right, TJ, we're going to play a little game called Poots Picks here. Poots Picks. Oh, no. And uh, for those that have never uh, listened to one of our food drafts, shame on you, first yes. of all. Shame on shame, you. Go back and shame. listen to a food draft. They're pretty good. But there's a guy named Dougie Poots that always participates in the food drafts, and he makes unusual choices. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it nicely. He usually makes unusual choices. Bad choices, you could say. Dipshit um, calls. Real dipshit calls, usually. So I'm going to give you a few different categories that we've never done as a draft, and I want you to guess. <laughs> what and I'll Doug? tell you what his first round pick was. <laughs> you have and Dougie's picks. You contacted I Dougie? I, I was able to contact oh. Dougie about a few. I, I reached out to Nick Delicious and got these. I mean, I'm surprised he's still alive based on the things he's picked to, to subsist on. That, that you know, he's able to... Yeah. Eat those things and live live a regular He's life. Deep in daiquiri ice, <laughs> ice cream right now. His first choice for ice cream, daiquiri ice. Uh, so he, you know, he, always, he usually gets six pick. I've noticed. In fact, I believe he always gets six. Okay, picks nice. Um, so he had six pick for pizza toppings. What do you think he took? Six pick, Dougie Boots. Ooh, uh, what would Dougie have taken at the sixth pick? He's definitely going to overreach. Um, Ricotta? <laughs> nice, good guess. Uh, it's basically impossible to ever predict what Poots would do, <laughs> but here he went with buffalo shrimp. <laughs> he went with the buffalo shrimp pizza topping. You can't put uh, that on a regular pizza. He, he has no. to have a he has to have a specialty pizza if he's going to do that. Oh he's, no, he more of a flatbread, really. Like not even a pizza. It's got to be like a flatbread situation. For he kicked it off. What a jerk! Shrimp. What a jerk! Uh, next, next up, we've got brand name cookie in the in the brand name cookie draft. What do you think he took? Uh, Vienna finger. Well, really good guess. Really good guess. But he went with dosi dos. <laughs> not even <laughs> one of the six best Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Best movie, best movie of all time. What, what did Dougie Poots in, in the movie draft? You can only watch four movies the rest of your life. With best, six pick, what did he go with? Best movie of all time. Poseidon Adventure? Oh, another good guess. And I wouldn't be shocked if he grabbed it in the later round. But he went with Speed 2. Oh, Speed no. Two. Is that the one with all the riddles from Jeremy Irons? I think so. I mean, Oh, no, no wait a minute. That's Steinhardt. Oh, but, Dennis Hopper. No. Yes. Okay. No, he's speed one. He's Dennis Hopper. I don't know if they brought him back. That, that's the craziest thing about the speed two pick is speed was still available there. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, not a great choice to take speed. We can all agree. Not a great yeah. choice to take speed, but but certainly better than taking speed two, which is what was so shocking. Is it like an pick. is it like a heavily accented Irish guy who's the bad guy in speed two? <sighs> Sounds right. Like a like a like he's he makes like little ant like little wind up toy bombs or some some shit like that. Am I thinking of the right guy? I think you are. I'm looking it up as we speak. Speed two, uh, Sandra Bullock, Jason Patrick, uh, Will Willem Dafoe. So Jason Patrick was probably the Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Okay, and then Willem yeah, it's Dafoe, gotta be Willem Dafoe huh. playing, playing a character he played four or less times. <laughs> That's <either>. right. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, uh, we're still on Poots picks here, uh-huh. and next up is oh, uh, sitcom. Had the sitcom draft. It went, it went. Seinfeld went number two. Cheers went one. You know, uh, a couple more great ones come off the board. 
the Simpsons goes, you know. No. And then with six pick, the, here comes Dougie Poots, and what does he go with? Suddenly Susan. Wow, great choice, <laughs> great choice. Kind of, kind of wish that he would have, but instead <laughs> he went with something that I really think is what Poots would have gone uh-huh. with, to be honest. And he went with empty nest. <laughs> 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 not even the best to come starring that guy that's the dude from soap right that he ended up yeah, right there. yeah. Joe oh Susan. my god yeah 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 that guy and then he had joe suzu as the neighbor and then it was oh. again again it's like go with the golden girls there i mean Man. 10 minutes later it's a spin-off <laughs> a worse spin-off of the golden girls. <laughs> and finally uh actor uh what actor did he pick with the six pick you know it was like hackman uh daniel day lewis uh, tom cruise went which you might you might disagree with but but it's at the sixth pick which yeah. actor did he go with who's the, who's the main guy in um saved by the bell mark gosselier paul gosselier mark, mark paul gosselier great guess very close he went with josh hartnett <laughs> good actor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> might almost be like his sandwich draft for me i like maybe i'll leave it open where are you going with josh hartnett here is he's kind of an interesting he you know shoes the spotlights an interesting pick all right rush number uh 14 hot plop oh you talk someday about having bob barker the corgi i'm interested in right now what you think bob's house privileges look like does he get couch access Bed sharing, human food snacks if he's good and polite. What's Bob's life look a little bit like as far as what you think you'd allow him access to? Uh, okay, I'll take the ones you actually said. Uh, can he get on the couch? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can he get on a chair? Yes, he can. Is he going to sleep in bed with me? No, he will not. Okay. Uh, does he get human food from time to time? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, does he, you know, he, does? I, I'm thinking he probably gets a little... He gets a little cage that's his spot. You know, okay. he's supposed to be you know, when you kind of go to your home, Bob, you know, if he uh-huh. misbehaves or also maybe for the evening, like hey, head to your home, Bob. And, um, and then you get to be like, come on now. You know, when he's, uh, when, and when it's time, and he would out. remind you to have your pet spayed or neutered, you know, like a conscientious. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's going to, um, you know, we, we're going to, the tough thing for him is I, I live in a, I mean, you've, you've been to my apartment yep. and, there's no uh, there's no outdoor space, you know, directly in my apartment. So there's going to be a lot of uh, walks down to like a dog walk, you know, beach, stuff like that. So Bob will get a lot of, uh, he'll get a lot of, uh, you know, beach time in uh, right out by on, on Lake Michigan there. Um, and then, you know, I, I think he's going to be like uh, in the room where I currently have just a, a guest bed and the Peloton in there. I think like Bob just has the run of that area. Okay. So, you know, he'll have like, if he wants, you get a bunch of toys, whatever it is for Bob, like he can really, he can go, he can go nuts in there. Last if Bob, he wants to sleep on a bed, he can sleep there. I don't care. Last Bob question. You ever see yourself putting a piece of clothing, dog clothing on him? Um, yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe I wouldn't rule it out. I okay. would say, uh, I, I think like uh, my buddy, my buddy Thomas Shaw has got a corgi that he puts a bow tie on. Okay. And I don't nice. mind, I don't mind that. I think, well, especially uh, if he's going to be working as a butler in your house too, right? I mean, like, well, that's, the thing. that's yeah. the thing is, is in my mind, if if I'm going to be able to train him to take people's coats and, and bring like a tray of drinks around uh, when I have cocktail parties, I do want him. I do want him in uh, some formal attire right. to do that. Right? Yeah, he's going to have to be dressed for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't going to do this one, but uh, the, well, I was going to do it, but I wasn't going to do it next. 
but it reminds me of it, so I'm going to go right to it. Um, and that is uh, Hot Plop, TJ. Hot Plop. We play a little game called Inbounds, Out of Bounds, Way Out of Bounds. And you, <laughs> you have to say whether each of these things in your, in your mind would be inbounds for a person to do, out of bounds for somebody to do, or way out of bounds okay. for somebody to do. All right. <clears throat> First one is uh, taking a parent to task in a public airport for yelling at their kid. So you go up to a stranger that is a parent and you take them to task for yelling at their kid in public. Is that is that inbounds, out of bounds, or way out of bounds? I'm going to rule that inbounds. I'm going to rule that out of bounds. All right. Uh, coach of a youth basketball team who plays his child the most minutes, even though they are only about middle-level quality on the team. Is that inbounds, out of bounds, way out of bounds? Mm, out of bounds. Agree. Out of bounds, closer to inbounds than way out of bounds. Finally, uh, giving someone you think wants a dog a dog. Way out of bounds. Way, 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 way out of bounds. Way out of bounds. You got to be sure. Oh, yeah. All right, Rush. Hot plop number 17. You are forced to get a tramp stamp tattoo. It's a foot wide. It's three inches high. But you can call the word or image. What is it? Um... Gosh, I mean, you, you obviously got to just like, you got to embrace it at that point in time. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll go with, um, I don't know. I love it. You've got to embrace it. Yeah, well, you got to embrace it now. You, you can't. Could you have it say, like, I know, I know this sucks or something like that? Or do you have to, like, f- like go, like, positive? Well, that's what with I was going to say. I mean, I was going to say it's like a, a thing that's just like, uh, at least I'll never make another mistake this big. Right. You know, right. something like that. Um, I don't want it to if be you can read this, like, you're too close. You know, something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it sucks no matter what. There's yeah. no, there's nothing good. There's no good way to do it. It's certainly not going to be anything that I want people to spend time on. It's not going to be like you know uh, a, a level from Zelda that would be interesting right. to take a look at. Really, like, I mean, I want people to like read it and be like, oh, okay, and move on. It's still a terrible idea. <laughs> I, but, want, uh, I want people to read. <laughs> Because I mean, I, I'm going to show it off. I got it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show it off. So, well, from time to time, I mean, what did you say? I mean, it's a foot wide and yeah. three inches tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. 36 square inches of ink, baby. I was just going to say, like, something like, you know, you've never made a mistake this big. Yeah, like I hear you. All right, uh, hot plop. Here we go. Um, How many hot plops. How many hot plops do you have left right now? I don't know, three to three to five or something. All right. we, we cut you cut me off whenever. Uh, there's a magical man, TJ, and I hate to do this one for you because you don't like sushi, but I, I do think sushi's the best one for this. All right. So there's a magical there's a magical man. This is you know this is this magical man that likes to give you money from time to time, and he comes and he, he comes to your house and he's got a ton of really uh, tasty. Uh, basic, you know, sushi. Okay. And he's like, he's like, hey, all of this sushi is super fresh, but it is going to age exactly the way that sushi ages. I'm going to give you five thousand dollars every day that you eat one of these portions of sushi. And uh, by a portion, it's like two rolls. It's you know, call it sixteen pieces of sushi. So you get five thousand dollars a day. 
for every day that you eat that sushi, how far are you willing to eat that sushi before you're like, no, 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 I, I just can't, I can't eat like nine day old sushi or whatever. Yeah. Does it, can it go in the fridge or is it just going to sit it somewhere? Can, it can go in the fridge, but you know, it's, it's going to age the way that raw, that raw fish is yeah. going to age. Um, my guess you is. Put it, you I'll, put it in a freezer, you put it in the refrigerator. My guess, so I can put it in the freezer and defrost it that day or whatever, or, or yeah, you can do you can do however you want to do it. Oh, I'll probably put it in the freezer and chunk it down a couple of things a day for like a long time, probably yeah. five G's. Yeah, five G's. A day. I, I I think I'm hitting a hundred grand easy. Like, and once I get there, like if this is no problem, I'm gonna take this guy for a couple mil. Nice, I love it. Hey, way to go! What what if you don't have the freezer option? You only have oh, like ten grand. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll stretch it. I'll get the food poisoning. I'll, I'll go till I get the food poisoning. Right? So I'll, I'll go about probably six, seven days. Oh yeah, it's gonna get me. Yeah, as long as your medical bills are less, you know, less than less than what you made, then yeah, you're gonna be all right. I think I think I won't go to the hospital. I'll just have some day that's so miserable, you know, that that it'll be like, all right, well, that's that's. I hear you. All right, I think I have like six more. I'm going to give you hot plop number 13, and that'll kill this page. Um, oh, Rush, which um, sucks least to sucks the most? You can apply a pressure situation or have all of these be routine situations. Either one, but we'll just have it be either pressure across the board or routine across the board. Which sucks least to sucks most? Strikeout looking, miss both foul shots, wide left on a 40-yard field goal. I think the worst is to miss both foul shots because you miss the first and then like in that moment, you know, and then it's like, oh, my God, you did it again. I mean, if you miss the two kicks, you know, like uh-huh. they call timeout, <laughs> like you miss the kick, but they call timeout and you miss that again. Um, so I think missing both free throws is the worst. Uh, what, what was the first one? I'm sorry. Strikeout looking. Yeah, I, I'm going to put that last. I mean, you know, okay. sometimes you just, you, you know, you get frozen on the curve or whatever. Or that maybe maybe the catcher does a really good job framing a ball, you know. Um, my my baseball coach told me that it was the number one cardinal sin, which I, I don't really agree with. I don't think striking out looking is like the worst thing you can do because look, I mean, it's good that you got to take some walks too. So <clears throat> that's gonna be last, and then missing the forty yard field goal is rough, uh, especially at forty. Yeah, but two free throws, you can't miss. I hear you. That, that, uh, that just seems wrong. Uh, TJ, hot plop. Yes. You get hired at Polar. They say, "What's the what's the next flavor we should add? What's uh, the next flavor of Polar Seltzer?" I I have not seen and uh, and would gobble down happily some blueberry. Nice. I would enjoy that. Nice. And it's, for me, it would be it would be pineapple strawberry. Ah, very nice. Oh, that would be excellent. All right, um, Rush. Okay. Uh, no, I like that one. Oh, let me. How about this one? Um, hot plop number two, Rush. Speaking of hot plops, you've said a certain percentage of the top 10 worst times of your life have involved an unair conditioned bathroom. Where oh, yeah. and what temperature was the hottest bathroom you've been in? Oh, easy call. Worst bathroom experience of my life was uh, we were we went to the Kentucky Derby. This must have been two, it was either 2001, 2002, somewhere in that period. Uh, we we did we drove down from Chicago to the Derby with several guys Um as as on friday you know and the derby is always the first saturday in may and we're, we're going to the infield it's gonna be a big day we're gonna sneak some booze into the infield and, and rush i've heard some people don't know this who have only watched the derby on television the infield 
is like a like a triple NASCAR rally going on. It's insanity in there, right? It's it's a yeah. Okay. The closest thing the closest thing to compare it to is it, it, it's like late night on Bourbon Street. Okay, is the infield. So it's a uh, it's a mess in there. Like I mean, it it was fun in my early twenties. I would not go back to the infield uh, these days. That's for sure. But it is enormous in there. There's tens of thousands of people in there. And they do uh, an amazing job of shooting around that. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they really do. You can't, you can't tell, you know, they're, they're not a bunch of people in fancy hats. There's a bunch, I mean, people are like flashing you for beads and stuff like it is. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a mess. It's a college party. Yeah. And I went, so we went and I did the classic rush howl, you know, lose the masters on Thursday night. <laughs> we get down there on Friday. We went to the Phoenix Hill Tavern, which is this enormous bar. <laughs> Uh, just gigantic. It's got like four musical venues within one bar and you can't even hear one from the other one, you know? And, uh, we, I drank like so much. And so I was horribly hungover and I was wearing a red wings Jersey for some reason. And (laughs) I went and I was, you know, I drank way too much and we've got to the Kentucky Derby and I, we finally like get through. It's a very big pain in the ass to get there. Cause you're waiting in a long, long line in your cab, you know, to even be able to get out, you got to walk through and wait in the security line. You're nervous cause you're sneaking booze in, you know, et cetera. Although like some of the guys that snuck booze in near us were getting in with like just kegs with like a drape over it. You know? So I shouldn't, shouldn't have been so worried. We had like, we had drilled holes in cantaloupes and filled it with Everclear. And then like, until, you know, we, we were never going to get caught. And, uh, and anyway, I go to the, we finally get in and I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. I am dying. And, and, you know, you, you try to plan it to where you, you don't, you don't go number two the whole time. Like, you never <laughs> yeah, want to do would, that. I would hope but so. I get in there and it's probably 97 degrees that day. And I got into a portalette uh, where it was probably 120 to 130 degrees in yeah. that portalette. And I don't know how long I was in there, but it was longer than five minutes. And when I came out, my friend Pat Eskew was like, you are redder than your Red Wings hockey jersey is right now. And I have never felt so bad in my life. I mean, I probably sweated, you know, two bottles of water in there. Oh, God, that's the worst experience I've ever had. I started feeling not very good just listening to that story. It was horrible, yeah. man. It was horrible. I, 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 I'm glad those days were behind me my friend, because never again do I want to that that sort of feeling. All right, TJ, if you could choose any one item that costs less than $1 to be free to you for the rest of your life. Now you're not allowed to turn around and resell this item, Okay, but uh, you just get them for free for the rest of your life. And any item that costs a dollar or less, what would it be? Hmm. Um, it's pretty good. Probably, I was going to say like pencils, but you kind of end up getting a lot of pencils for free, oh, you know, like, so I was going to say like, um, uh, you know, the, the, they'll still have in stores, the gum, like just the five pieces, five sticks of gum, um, just to be able to like walk into one of these places and just like, Hey, I'm grabbing my gum and, you know, and take off. When you want, you know, I, I think that it's still convenient, still usable. I'd use it fairly often. So I think I'd go like, you know, whatever. And, and ideally, if they had any other cheap pack of gum that I could just walk in there and grab gum. 
There you go. Catch you gum. Yeah. Rush, hot plop number 11. I'll give you a city. You give me a pro sports team name from there. All right. Obviously fictional, but uh, give me, and, and you can, you, if you want to tell me what sport they're in, that's great. Uh, Reno. Uh, Reno. I'm going to go with um, the Reno Gold Diggers. All right. I had the Reno Lonelies. Um, Portland, and it can't be basketball because they have one of those. Yeah, I'm going to go with um, the Portland Attitude. Oh, very nice. Their soccer team for me was the Portland Espressos and uh, Daytona Beach. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Daytona Beach scumbags. (laughs) I had no good reason for this because I think I was thinking of like pails, like digging with pails, but instead I wrote buckets, but I liked it. The Daytona Beach buckets. I like that. I would go. I would go to a buckets game. I think I would too. I think yeah. I whatever. I don't even know what sport it is, but I think I'd go to a buckets Oops. game. Oops. Okay. Basketball. All right. Of course. Of course. Sure. <laughs> oh, no, I'm in Daytona Beach buckets. I apologize to the good people of Daytona Beach. <laughs> that nice. I call the scumbags. <laughs> I'm gonna go listen to. I'm gonna, give me the buckets all day. All right. Um, TJ. Yes. All right. Uh, rank rank these three things in uh, from from the best experience to to the worst of the three. Okay. Uh, a great a great video game session. Sure. A great board gaming session. Yep. Including a including a party game if that's your if that's your uh, flavor of preference. Great. And a great and a great role playing game session. What's what, what's two? What's three? All right. Number one for me is uh, just because I still do it and I still really love it. Number one would be a role playing game, a really great role playing game. There's something that happens to my imagination that I, I you know, I, I, I can see it uh, walking down the streets that are described sometimes. Like I can see myself. I can see my character. I can see my friend's characters. Like uh, it's more it's the most transportive of, of all of these. Um, and then second is a board game. Which uh, you know has that social aspect that that uh, puts it ahead of number three, the video game. Which, um, when it's great, it is transportive, but doesn't have that element because uh, I think I'd only be happy kind of doing that alone. I feel a certain, I feel a, still a small amount of shame whenever I play a video game that I prefer to <laughs> be by myself when I'm when I'm playing. That's funny. Yeah, I, I have the same order, but. Uh... Enjoy all three. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Rush, I wish I hadn't said this one because it's kind of sad, but it's also a little uplifting. Hot plop number four. You have to put an animal of cat size or bigger out of obvious misery. That action, though, will also save an animal of cat size or larger to total health from misery. What animals do you pick on either on both ends of this of this exchange? And we got cat size or larger. Yep. And they don't obviously don't have to be the same. So you could put a cat out of obvious misery and spare a, you know, a thoroughbred horse from yeah, I obvious think misery. A, a little bit of a cop out if I'm like horse and horse. <laughs> <laughs> Bad horse, good horse. Um, all right. Uh, oh, man. It, it is hard because, you know, I think of one, I'm like, you know, I don't love goats. And then I'm like, but yeah, there are a couple I goats I like. There's right. a couple goats I like, I so I want to say goat. Yeah. Um, I think in my head when I was playing this, I ended up with, like, the first time was, like, a badger or a wolverine because I thought, like, God, that would just be so tragic to see this, like, angry fucking animal in such pain and know it's such, a, like, a battler that it would want, like, a 
a hero's, you know, like a take me out like a hero, you bastard, you know, or something like that. But yeah, I think uh, you know, I love a, I love a wolf, I love a tiger. So one of those is going to get the uh, is going to get the save. All right. Uh, so I'll say I save a wolf. Okay. And uh, in order to save that wolf, I'm going to have to put down another animal. Um, and you know, I know you said in its misery, but I'm really thinking I gotta, you know, I gotta pick an animal that I'm okay with it going <laughs> now. And I can't pick, did you say mammal? Uh, no, just an animal bigger than a cat. Oh God, a shark. Okay. Great. Okay. And, and I mean, I, I don't care that it's not in misery. It just needs to go. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, kill a shark, save a, save a tiger. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay. I have two um, left, Rush. Does that look about right to you? I, I think that I think that works um, for me. So I think I have three, but can easily do it. cut it down to two. Do it. Do three. Uh, I'll do. So TJ, we started this podcast with um, you know probably a little different idea of kind of what the what the situations would be, and and the one that we used is the preview. Was, was kind of a cool, interesting type one where we really didn't do many of them thereafter. And so I'm going to try to do one that's a little bit more in that style okay. for our final episode here. Yeah, is that, one, so, huh? that one's like a thought experiment as much as as much as much anything, yes. right? Yeah. And that is, that is what this one is. So hot plot. The world gets the same amount of rainfall that it currently gets, okay. but it only rains after dark. So everything changes... Huh. Only in that way. Okay. Uh, all of our rainfall occurs after dark. I want to know, number one, how is the world impacted overall? And number two, what is one unanticipated negative consequence that arises from that? Negative consequence is the amount of day games being played. Um, there's a lot of a lot of baseball moves to day games. Um, yeah. so you don't have as many, as many night times. Um, Not I think, sure I think that's negative, but okay. Uh uh, more dri- more accidents, more driving accidents. Um, because you're gonna have more, you're gonna have more rain at night and more, uh, more kind of dim and dangerous driving conditions in okay. nighttime. Um, what was what was the first part, Rush? The second part was what po- potential negative outcomes. How is the world overall impacted? What's the yeah. what's the net result of that? Um, uh, it seems like a positive to me. I have to say to have your all of your rainfall. Uh, occur after dark but maybe it's not a good thing here's a here's just a uh an aesthetic negative no rainbows mm, true yeah um i you know i think like farmers would prefer it right they could work all day and you do and i think you're supposed to water at night anyway so you don't have the sun kind of beating down and burning you know burning tender leaves that have water on them i don't know if i don't offhand i don't see i don't see big downsides to this I think people would be happier. I think it would be a, you, you'd have an overall higher level of happiness. I think one uh, unanticipated negative consequence would be the price for most things would go up a little bit. So I think it would huh. there would be a little bit of a jolt to the consumer economy because it would just be you know you, like I think we price in a little bit the, the possibility that we might do a bunch of stuff at night that we are now only going to do during the day and it's going to be like higher gotcha. supply demand problem there. For let me give you a concrete example. Flights are going to become more expensive because no, everyone is going to want to fly now during the day Okay, because a lot of people are going to be nervous flyers about flying in the rain. And a lot of people are, and because of that, there's going to just be a shift and a push 
because you're going to know you're not going to have to get rescheduled or canceled or whatever if you if you fly during the day and so those those positions are going to become more 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 valuable and therefore or sorry more scarce and therefore more valuable and i think there'll be a trickle like that to certain other uh certain other industries as well how how many more rainy nights what you know what percentage of more rainy nights do you think that this makes that it only rains at night does it triple the amount of rainy nights does it double does it um i look i i would suspect i don't know this for a fact but i would suspect that rainfall overall breaks down to more or less equivalent over the 24 hours right so i would guess that there's that, that each hour has roughly one twenty-fourth of the rainfall that occurs in, in yeah over time like i don't i don't have any reason to think that that, that is not true like that currently it's more likely to rain during the night or day, but I might be wrong about that. I have no idea. But if, if, if I'm right about that, then, and if I'm also right, that night is usually, you know, uh, roughly 33 to 40% of total hours, then I would say you're going to have, um, you're going to have like somewhere in the neighborhood of a tripling of, uh, of rainfall uh, to occur during the evening. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, very, that was nice. That, that's, yeah, that is kind of part of what we, it was, it, it, it was weird that we used as the example of our, of what our show was going to be a thing kind of unlike what we, what we did. They also seem like thought experiments are sometimes harder to come up with too than things that rest more just on personal opinion, you know, like, um, but I remember early on, was it, episode one was it even in the recorded one did it that that i was going to try and break into someone's laptop in their office and you were like how would you just go about it remember that like i was trying to come up with someone's password oh, yes. and it was just it was just like okay you're in this you're in this guy's office or whatever how, how are you going to go about trying to come up with a way to crack this guy's password yeah and then and then i just got locked into like meat drafts <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we went where we went where we had uh, the most fun. All right, Rush, tiny bracket. This is um which would this is just winter moves on. Which would you pay more for? Ready? A plate that always has a great Reuben on it or a golf club that hits the ball 150 yards straight every time? Oh gosh. Gosh, gosh. I mean, here here's the thing. It's like this, this whole question's about the golf club because of course, I would love to have a golf club that, that I knew hit it straight every time, but I think, and it would be good for gambling purposes and other stuff. I mean, you know, but I, I, I just think I would, I would, I would certainly feel like that was cheating and I wouldn't, it, I, it would make me dissatisfied because I want to have the actual, you know, uh, good feeling that comes from hitting the golf shot well and knowing that I actually, you know, did that more than just the club. Now, obviously with the way clubs are like, we're kind of trending in that direction a little bit, right? Like we can, (laughs) I can can hit the ball 20 yards further with an iron than I could with the irons that I had when I was a kid or whatever. But, uh, so I'm going to take, I'm going to take the, uh, delicious Reuben. All right. Um, would you choose in the next round, the Reuben plate or a box on your car that guaranteed you never got into an accident? Uh, accident prevention box. All right. And last round, would you keep the box accident prevention box or would you get one extra hour of every, uh, in every day you get a 25 hour day? 
give me the 25 hour day. All right. 25 hour day wins. Those are good ones. Great. Those are good ones. Definitely. I would love that 25th hour, man. Yeah. There's, there's very little you could come up with that would, that would beat that. All right. So I'm going to do two more. I have, I don't know why. I Sounds good. Maybe that's 26, but uh, bonus, man. Bonus. Uh, so TJ. Yes. What was your, Oh, hot pop. What was your favorite recurring situation? I presented to you on here's the situation. And what is one non-recurring situation that you remember fondly for, you know, just, just happens to strike you now as you're thinking about it. I know neither you nor I really kind of go back and listen to all of them. So probably this, unlikely. This is semi recurring, but um, I love the one I love like the the smaller game shows. I love Pound of Feathers. I, I, I really I really dug that. I loved was it um, what was the state one? State of State the Obvious. Oh, I love State the Obvious. I, I, I am a little sad that we didn't get to play Europe next, <laughs> which was going to be uh, the, the sequel to State the Obvious. I, <laughs> that's there's something about State the Obvious is like that it's it's so we oddly intuitive that you may not have r- good reasons as to why you picked a certain place, but then when we played it with everybody and three people had the same state and was all for like. I don't know why, man. I just think it's this. That that's so satisfying. I I love that. So it, those specifically, but in general, the reoccurring thing of a kind of like one-off or couple-off game show was always was always pretty pretty thrilling. Pretty thrilling to me. You did you did an awesome job with that. Um, and then the thing that I just I remembering finally, and perhaps it's with some nostalgia because we're we are hanging it up for a little bit. We're like. Having Case on, having Andy and and Danielle on, uh, having those those other voices because I watch you know I watch you on Zoom and then to have another window there with like God this is one of this I love this I love this person so much and hearing them talk right now is giving me such joy and to watch them make Rush laugh and now that's making me laugh so having those because we were kind of we didn't want this to become guest dependent because we didn't want also to like to have to find another guest every week, you know? So, so it was always meant to be kind of special. And I think even though we had them more often, it stayed pretty special. Yeah, no, love, love to having guests. Big thank you to everybody that came on as a guest. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I, I really, uh, really enjoyed, um, every, every time we had somebody on for that, for that, that, that same reason. Um, I think my favorite recurring one of yours, even though we did it many times, but it, it never grew old for me, was the synonym assignation. Ah, right, 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 right. Designation Corporation. <laughs> and then one that I, one non-recurring one that you did that I just remember fondly was there was one time, I think it was in Birds of a Feather, where you just had this really cool thing where you basically asked me to like try to um, oh. uh, figure out things that like different groups of my friends had in common and then assess whether like, the differences between different groups of friends of mine at different times was a reflection on changes that, that, that had occurred within right. me. Right. I, I think it was, that was very, yeah. If you had like your 10 best friends or 20 best friends around what, like what qualities would you think you would find them in common? Would we, yeah. Right. That, yeah. I think it was birds of a feather. I think you're right. Or yeah. whatever take we had on it. All right. This I think is my last hot plop. It's hot plop number 22 rush. Answer each of these questions with an herb or a spice. Not You can't use mint, though, but you can use okay. any other herb or spice. Um, a, Rush, you have to have that flavor in a dessert. 
which you uh which would you pick throw me some cinnamon all right um you have to name a child one of these things which herb or spice would you pick give me some cinnamon yeah <laughs> <laughs> You know, I love that turkey, turkey, turkey uh, game show clip from Family Feud. It's my all-time favorite. Uh, all right, I got to name a child a spice. Um, it's not going to be rosemary. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, boy, I got to come up with a spice here. Not, not, uh, uh, maybe uh, saffron. Okay. Uh, could, could somehow... That girl, that girl's going to end up dancing for a living. I know that. It, assuming it's a girl. I, I don't know what, I don't know what I would happen. Yeah. Um, you have to eat a quarter pound of it. Which would you pick? Oh God! Yeah. Uh, well, it won't be. It won't be cinnamon there. Have you seen the videos <laughs> of people right. trying to eat like a <laughs> tablespoon of cinnamon? Right. In the camera? God, a quarter of a pound of like I don't know basil. Okay. And lastly, you have to naturally smell like one of these things because you naturally give off the aroma of an herb or a spice. Oh, so so many good ones. Uh, <laughs> Won't be won't be garlic. Um, <laughs> is lavender does lavender count as yeah, spice? Yeah, let's let's take lavender. Absolutely, let's take it. All yeah, right, I'm going lavender. All right, TJ, I will close with this one. Hot plop. Hot plop. You know, he, here we are. Um, I've had one. I've had one shot. I don't know if you've had a shot yet. I had my first. Yes. Had your first. So we're both we're both in between our first and second. You know, we're hopefully turning the corner here. Who knows? But hopefully we are. So you and I can go on any one trip together to celebrate uh, vaccination, return to normal life, and the end of the you know, and the end of the podcast, at least for now. Uh, what trip would you plan for us? What are we What are we going to go do together? That would be a good rush and TJ uh vacation trip whatever you want to call it i think it's straight up like it's definitely going to involve a a a casino uh i think it might just i think it might just be vegas man like because i was also trying to think like oh we could go to like to nassau bahamas and go to the atlantis but like neither of us really gives a shit like we're not gonna hit the water slides or hit the beach or whatever so like why why mess around let's go to a place that has like you know, really fine restaurants and and plenty of plenty of gaming. I was trying to think if there was one where like there's a racetrack not too far away. If so, then maybe like a you know like in New Orleans or something where like hey, there's a you know there's a track out wherever. And but I can't stand like I, I don't want to say I can't stand. I don't like California. I know you do, but I think for equal amount of fun, I think it's it's probably it's probably a softball straight down the middle. But I think I'd I think we'd go to Vegas together. Nice, nice. I was thinking it would involve like we 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 take we take a road trip. Great. Um, but we don't want the road trip to be too long because my first thought was New Orleans, and I was like, well, TJ didn't want to get in the car with me and go to New Orleans. So, <laughs> so then I was like, do we do like St. Louis? I mean, there's going to be a casino. Hundred percent agree there. Let's go a down. I, let's go down and see Case. Go down to go down to like Louisville, Lexington. Ooh. There's there's uh, casinos in Southern Illinois, like right, yeah. you know, right before the border. We get to see ponies. We get to see Case. Like that would and be. And then we hit like, uh, and then we hit like. So we divide it up. So we're not doing like two two. We're not doing a seven hour drive or whatever. We do uh, a, a minor league baseball game. Sure. You know, sure. On the way back, so we do like a three day trip. Like we zoom down there. We do a night in Lexington. We do a day and wherever, but it's just a casino night. Yeah, and then we uh, then, then we hit a get a game. get a hot brown, get a hot brown at some point, or you know, <laughs> we gotta have Bill Arnett if we're going to hot brown. 
Um, so Rush, if this is indeed, well, it is indeed it for a little bit. Um, and if this is indeed it, then we certainly want to thank, um, I want to thank Beth and I want to thank my mom and my dad. My mom is a big fan. And then dad of the show, we, I would hear from them all the time that they had driven somewhere and we were their company. Um, my brother, Lynn Maluski, Beth's mom, my mother-in-law who loved the show, Augie Grandi, uh, Keiko, who we had a chance to talk to, a couple people from Holyoke, George Moriarty and the Burks, who were uh, vocal, vocal contributors and fans. Jay Suko always had something nice to say uh, on on Twitter and stuff to us. And then not to mention all the all the guests we had and the people who wrote in and gave us um, gave us situations along along the the, the way. Um, um, and just to start the guests, the CAC, Arnett, Case, Shorty, Mitch um conk and pad jpc adult um tommy helen uh andy and danielle i know i'm missing people so i didn't want to start because i knew i would miss people pob um pat o'brien um how uh oh your brother rush i imagine he's been he's been really supportive the whole time yeah for sure yeah i would say uh the big thanks to to right uh I don't know how much my mom and dad listened to it. I think my dad sometimes, <laughs> one time my dad was like, don't you think it's kind of run its course? That was, like his, uh, that was the first time you listened? <laughs> yeah, probably. I think he'd heard like five of them. Like, yeah, it's just, you know, there's some personal stuff in there. I don't uh, know why you would get into that. Um, but, you know, my brother enjoyed it and, and would text me uh, quite frequently about it. Uh, folks like Dave Phillips, Jim Brophy, Justin Lehman, uh, Katie Pickett, a bunch of people I had probably more text or Facebook conversations, uh, in the last two years than I was previously having because, uh, they were, they were great about, uh, you know, occasionally, uh, weighing in and giving some feedback. Um, uh, some people like Brendan Hunt, Brian Spaley, who gave some good feedback at the start of the podcast, uh, Mitch Henderson as well, who's a guest uh, too, love coach. about, yeah. uh, about giving us some, uh, uh, giving me some ideas and thoughts about it. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, I'd say above all is probably the people that took the time. I don't want to, you know, single out a bunch of ones individually, but the people that, uh, emailed us many, many situations. I mean, we, we ended up getting hundreds of them, uh, on our, uh, email and, you know, over Twitter and things like that, um, who gave us a bunch of, bunch of good suggestions. And, uh, we, we used quite a few of them over, over time. It did become a little bit of a, of a slog to come up with situations after doing it for a hundred weeks in a row. I can say that. So we believe me, we, uh, we appreciate it when people would send them in. Yeah. We'd hear uh, from John Glenn, man. John Glenn, and I would hear from Teddy Tremper. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that is why like we, we are stepping back from this just because we felt like we were falling into very similar mental ruts as far as trying to come up with different way, different types of situations and, you know, and different uh, spots in the head to, kind of excite and you know we're hoping that by stepping away we might be able to reload creatively as to how to approach something that's yeah. fun and i also think a hundred's good you know a hundred's a great round number we did two years to these things and and maybe we come back with a different format yeah um something else that would tickle our fancy or or whatever i don't think your dad was wrong rush he was just early he was early yeah yeah he was 90 episodes earlier or maybe he maybe he was right we weren't. We weren't. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for for now, we'll end out our last thanks to Nate and to Julie and to Emily. Uh, thanks to you, Rush, for making this a really nice time. Each time we uh, we talked, I, uh, I very much appreciate uh, doing this with you and getting closer with you as we as we did it. Um, and thanks for everyone. Yeah, who man. 
thanks thanks to you tj i had, had a blast with it wouldn't wouldn't trade it would you know nobody else i'd rather do the podcast with so thanks very much and uh you know we'll uh I'll let you. I'll let you, as always, give the thank yous. I will say thank you to Nate, Emily, and Julie because I never do. So I want to make sure that it, you know they know that it, the thank you is for me as well. <laughs> there we go. I'll let you take us out. All right. Uh, we uh, whether it's uh, here or in another form, we hope to talk to you again before too long. Thanks a bunch for listening. We really appreciate it.